Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is podcast number two, Power Stroke Tech Talk. I'll redo that because that's a uh, power, <laughs> power Stroke Podcast. I'm not used to saying it. Power Stroke Tech Talk is always what's what I've been saying right off the rip. Power Stroke Just podcast. fucking say Power Stroke Tech Talk. You know, what? Come on, bro. Come on. Just say bro. how you've been, been saying it. Fucking want to change it now to Power no, Stroke Podcast? What are you What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's the power. It's the Power Stroke Tech Talk, and it's the podcast, man. Whatever. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Power Stroke Tech Talk podcast. We are here live with DS Trucks and yours truly, PTT. Um, went through the comments of the last one, and uh, everybody seemed to have so far liked this, and um, we're gonna keep keep it rolling here and uh we are going to continue talking about power strokes super duties how they affect our lives uh how we use them daily what we're going to be doing with them and um what i'm going to be doing with them i suggest you all grab this antenna for you your super duty um i just got it this weekend and uh i'm really digging it like the way it was uh, constructed and it's made in the USA. So that's even better. So um, just wanted to give them a shout out for not supplying it, but uh, making a good product. I'm, I'm about making it in the USA and uh, yeah, the super duty engine, not made in the USA, but the truck is PTT has it. DS is live rolling in it right now, buddy. What is up? How's that thing rolling for you? It's running good, man. It's rolling down the road real nice. But hey, I didn't know that the podcast went up. Was that which podcast went up? Uh, the first one when you were, uh, we were, um, uh, Matt, myself, you. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago when we when we filmed it. Remember? I remember filming it, but did, did it actually go live yet? Yeah, it uh, went live Sunday, last Sunday, the fifth, the fifteenth. It went live last week. I didn't even know. I didn't even pay attention. So, yeah, I got to look back. Well, I've been, I think, well, I might have been busy that day. So I didn't even, like, notice that it went live. I got to uh, look back at the comments. Word, no kidding. Word. Did anybody, did anybody, uh, did anybody watch to the end without holding the McGuire's and all that? I don't know. I have to specifically <laughs> the comments and see if anybody, uh, razzed you on that i know it was long but uh you know i know people can't yeah um, it's, watch uh, the videos but uh well if i'd imagine a lot of people if they listen to it for that long they might have just been listening to it <laughs> and not actually watching it so they probably didn't see that part like uh visually see that part just just audio but that was pretty funny you sent me a couple uh pictures of that and that was uh that was pretty silly me holding the, the mcguire spray that was what is funny. interesting is like I was doing a video and I finally, that was a quick detailer from McGuire's their ceramic coat, uh, whatever. It's not a real ceramic coat. It's like a permanent ceramic coat, just like a wax. And uh, man, it did work good. You know, it did work really good. And I was, I was impressed with it. So it's just funny that that just happened to be laying in the back seat in the toolbox and I grabbed it. 
<laughs> Which actually brings up a really good topic for cleaning. And I, I wanted to make a video uh, when I first got my truck of just the regimen that I go through when I clean my vehicle. I mean, you guys can see my, my Tahoe uh, that's sitting next to me here. Um, it is one that falls in the category of, of uh, it's going to take forever to clean. Um, as well as the Super Duty, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of over the new truck, so to speak. Um, it is my daily driver, and it is black. It's a pain in the butt to keep clean. So, uh, with that said, um, you know, I think talking about how we clean our trucks and the products, like DS is, is, is talking about the Meguiar's, the ceramic spray-on. What are you guys using? What are, are, are you guys? Um, has anybody did that? Uh, what's it called, Sean? Expel, X. Oh yeah, yeah. Expel the the coating that's like the clear bra that's on it. Do you guys run on that? I have seen a handful of platinums for sure with the like the pearl white like 17s and 18s um, that have had it, and I was kind of contemplating it and getting it done with mine, um, but I don't know. I guess it would be up for discussion. Um, well, it's, it's a tough one because it's so expensive. You know what we need to do? I'm going to write that down as a note. We need to ask Workplay TV what he does with care for his truck being in the Great White North and how he uses it now. I know. Well, well, I know that he uses that ceramic spray, and that's does why he? I tried it out. Yeah, mm. that's why I tried it out because he uh, did a video showing like a long-term where he could spray the car off, he's, he, could, he could spray his truck off, and it would, uh, the water would still bead. And then I get this truck, and it's like, first week having it, it's dirty. And I got to wash it, and then go through the whole process. And I know. You know, this, this truck's not going through a car wash, so. Hell no. So, uh, you know, using that ceramic spray, it's like, it's going to save a lot of money because between washes, you're just spraying it off. So I don't know how many yeah. times you can do that. And I didn't get the real version. I got like the, the detailer. I didn't get the actual, I got the quick detailer versus their actual ceramic nanotechnology wax, mm -hmm. whatever they call it. So I, I think that would, that would, that would definitely make a difference, but it's super quick to put on. And, uh, and at the end of the day, it does save time because you don't have to wash quite as much. I am using kind of the same thing, different uh, brand, and I'm sure you guys have heard of it, called the Chemical Guys. Um, I have used their Quick Detailer and their soap for a foam cannon through the power washer. And during the summer, that's what I used. I had never took it through a car wash. Um, I am currently now because the weather's changing and obviously we can't use the power washer. Um, but uh, I was very skeptical in the, in the very beginning um, about using a car wash because I'd like to do it myself. But I kind of bit the bullet and am going through the car wash and it is working out all right. I've you know dried it off each time and I haven't seen anything so far wrong with it. But, um, I mean, like DS, like, where are you going to take this dually through? I mean, just going through the quarter car wash, which I still would take mine through. Um, you know, I hate using other people's brush because you don't know what they were using. But nonetheless, can't be driving around in a dirty duty. But Yeah, and well, one thing I noticed is, like, even with the quarter car wash, 
you can get a really shady quarter car wash that doesn't take care of their equipment. They don't have good brushes. They put the cheaper brushes on their mm-hmm. uh, car washes, and they put cheap chemicals in in yeah, their system. Some bullshit soap. Yeah, they put and I know and I and the first time I washed my uh, 450, I I went to the closest one, and I'm scrubbing the truck, and then I realized like this isn't even really soap coming out of the uh, coming out of the uh, brush. <laughs> it's like really cheap soap, so it has no film to it. It's just like just white. Instead of having like the trifoam soap should be like multiple colors and whatever, whatever. It's just like this white, thin, low uh, lubricity soap coming out of it. Because they just, for whatever reason, use barely any product to save money, I would imagine. Oh, I'm sure. And it's like I had to, I have to go a little bit further out just to get a good one, a good car wash. Or else I'm not going to get even a good coin car wash. But as far as the brush is concerned... Uh, Having silver paint's a big benefit, but I spray that brush out real, real, real good before anything. I know it's not perfect. I mean, it, it does help that the soap's oozing out of it and then pushing material away from it, but still not going to be perfect. The day you got your windows tinted and you came to my work, uh, big shout out uh, to Bill Brown. Uh, Livonia, Michigan. Make sure to check us out online at BillBrown4.com. Um, and visit our fleet center so you can come see me get your super duty scheduled um just like sean did and i tell you what when he pulled out the shop rolling out with that dually coming through that shop door i mean that thing looked pretty damn sweet that grill i mean them 450 grills like if you had a 350 and a 450 coming at you you're gonna know that boy's a 450 i mean the grill just i don't know the 450s are unique especially when a pickup truck because it doesn't have it doesn't have a wrecker body on the back and it doesn't have uh ambulance box on the back you see it's got a pickup bed you know it's got to be you know at least a lariat trim level well you'd hope but that thing looks sweet you got a sweet truck brother well that the xlts are pretty sweet you can yeah. blown away by how good an xlt we got this one at work but they wouldn't have it, but the xlt you can't get the uh, LED lights. We got this one at work out of, just as a, as a stock unit, and it's a 2450 black. And I have n- two. This is the second one. I've never been in a 450 that has had a suede headliner. I mean, a Super Duty have a suede headliner. It was, I mean, okay, so you got XLT seats. And then you got my Larry Ultimate leather seats. And then you sit in a Platinum or a Limited or even maybe a King. Well, King Ranch, probably not. But these seats, even the quality of the leather, the steering wheel, man, I definitely like to upgrade uh, to a better leather steering wheel. And yeah, I mean, even Sean was talking about getting a heated steering wheel because neither of us had a heated steering wheel and if if we got that that would actually be a really good i mean it'd be kind of expensive but it would be a really that's good the, yeah that's the problem thing to do i've been i've been thinking about getting foreskin and that's something i want to write down too because i really want to check that out as an alternative to be using ids or fdrs and like would you guys want us to see 
us put a steering wheel, a heated steering wheel on our Super Duties, I think it would be, I know somebody's doing it with an F-150. I heard somebody doing that. And the icon popped up on the infotainment screen and the functionality of the heated steering wheel was like it was, you know, from the factory. So I think that would be a really, really sweet uh, modification to your Super Duty if, you know, you were looking for that, you know, OE, you know, uh, feature like uh you know i installed the dually light um you know on the back of my truck so damn that would be pretty sweet man that'd be cool steering one wheel. thing one issue that with that is how much the steering wheels cost i know brand new i think you were saying over three thousand dollars well that steering wheel had the adaptive steering so if we got the heated steering wheel well you're not how gonna... cool how cool would it be like if you could not it's probably not possible but if you could take the heated part and put it with the adaptive because i have adaptive steering and i don't want to spend that much for an, for a heated steering wheel just to uh have adaptive steering as well well i guess you'd have to look in the parts catalog because if you get a steering wheel if you guys look i'll put a link to that video um heated steering wheel uh, i did on a 17 and you guys can actually see the motor is all one assembly and if you could get just the wheel and not get the motor sometimes i mean that well, might be a good um, is, is it possible like once you got the wheel off is it possible to get that steering wheel part off of the motor part or you mean like break down the steering wheel more yeah i'm yeah i, I would assume I, I, I would have to see the steering wheel in front of me and like just and, the leather part of it off with the element yeah but that that's like all embedded in the actual like part where you put your hands like you're not gonna like unravel it or or like take that that portion right out. right so that like the center part doesn't come off of the outer part the center part guts might and then that you know you could transfer that maybe to your other steering wheel maybe i don't it's all hypothetical it's we'd have you know, to see it off yeah. of the vehicle damn i love michigan roads right i know it's rough ah. maybe i'm in it and I got these uh, HD tires. One thing to look into, though, with that uh, steering wheel is any cross possibilities with the F-150s, being that they have the same interiors. Hmm. Would they be similar? Would they be the same part number, a different part number? But the reason that would be useful is, as expensive as these steering wheels are, would it be possible to find one used Damn, in good I wonder condition? How much that is. Steering wheel. It might be more plentiful in the form of an F F-150 versus a, a heavy-duty truck. And it might be the case that Ford has the same steering wheels because they have the same instrument panel and everything else is the same. So it could be that short of maybe the adaptive steering motors might be different, but F-150s also come with uh, optional adaptive steering. It might be more affordable or whatever to find a used 150 that got totaled somewhere and switch that over. Versus going with a brand new uh, Ford part, which could be over $3,000. Have any of you guys did that? Have you guys put a heated steering wheel on a truck that did not come with heated steering wheel? Let us know in the comment section, because that would be a good video for one. And just to find out more info uh, on doing, you know, doing that. that would be one, thing, a, one thing that I need to do cool. is get a good power inverter. Like this factory power inverter is really letting me down. Like charging my computer, 
I was rendering a video the other day and one good trick if you uh, render videos is to use your cooled seeds to cool down the computer while it's rendering. But the issue oh. I was having is I'm rendering out a video and I'm driving home, computer sitting on a passenger seat and like the inverter keeps cutting on and off, on and off and it's not enough juice to keep the computer charged constantly now where you got it plugged in to right here in the front dash or do you got it plugged in in the center console in the back i had it plugged into the center console in the back hmm. so i don't know what difference that would make but it just seems like sometimes it will have no issues charging up my computer but then other times maybe it's warmer in the truck or maybe it's whatever and it won't have enough juice to charge it now it does say 400 watts i know but i was I think just gonna say that I think that might be 400 watts max, but not continuous. I'm not mm. sure, you know, because usually when you see an inverter and they have the advertised, uh, the advertised uh, wattage, that's the max, not the continuous. And I think that might be what the max is, which is not really, I'm not all that impressed. It's good for like cell phones. It's not pure wave, whatever, pure, what do they call it? Pure sine wave. Mm. It's not the pure wave. It can't charge all your batteries. It can only charge your like, it will charge rigid. It won't charge Milwaukee. I haven't tried every battery. So it won't charge Milwaukee. It will charge. I, I have charged my M18 half inch battery. Um, I had to drive to the father-in-law's and um, one of my batteries was half capacity. So I plugged the charger in into the back one and charged it while I was driving. I didn't have a problem. So I got to check. I got to, I got to check this truck. My last couple of trucks didn't charge Milwaukee batteries. I haven't checked this truck specifically yet. And maybe something might be different, but the last few, and even my old, my uh, 19 super duty won't charge the Milwaukee's either, either the slow chargers or rapid chargers or any of them, but it might be that maybe this one will, I don't know, but it's only, uh, it's only worked for rigid. And I haven't tried every every brand, but just Milwaukee and Rigid. Look at them upfitter switches. We need to hook something up to them. Well, we should do your high idle. Yeah, it's we easy. It's gonna be. You definitely can. I use it every. I you know if it's gonna be cold, obviously now this time of year, I just hit the parking brake just a tiny bit, not you know mashing it down. Just hit it so the light goes on. Flip that switch. What light? Oh, so the brake light comes on. If you just, you know, barely touch the emergency brake, the brake light will come on. It's just looking, the PCM just looks for an input so that it knows the parking brake's on. And then you flip your switch. So you, you need know. to have the parking brake, you need to have your uh, brake light on at least to yeah. uh, get the high idle yeah, to work? Correct. Oh, okay. It's just a... My truck, my truck already high idles though when it's cold. Yeah, it's just, it's something the PCM does if the engine oil temps, you know below yeah i noticed that the other day like i got in yeah. and it was like already high idling yeah it only like, does it to like like 900 or like 10 10 50 but if you add and it and as soon as i touched the brake mm -hmm. it stopped like, yeah it and stopped. it won't go back into high idle until it has been sitting for no. another given amount of time yeah. with no inputs you know from you where you can command it yourself switch on parking brake on and well i i really want 
one of those headache racks. You know, a, a nice headache rack with lights. No, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Those, those spider industry headache racks that can match, they can do like a pretty close silver that matches the paint or like something that looks like it's, it's painted silver, it looks stainless steel or maybe even be stainless steel. That would be pretty cool though because didn't you want to, weren't you saying you wanted to get, um, you know, a beacon? Remember you were saying you wanted to get a beacon on uh, yeah, top Yeah, I, I want to put a beacon on top and that's perfect for that. Uh, but those things cost like a thousand dollars. What's Let's look that up. What, 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 um, I saw it on Instagram, Spider Industries. Spider Industries. Okay. Headache Rags. They got some sweet ones and it can do like your own logo. Like your logo can be embedded. Now that probably costs a fortune, but, um, you can get so many different designs that they offer. Wow. That would be sweet. That'd I don't know if sweet. you would like that because your, yours is very personal. It's got an American person. flag. It looks like eight hundred and fifty bucks, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, that ain't sweet. cheap. But it's a big safety thing, is you don't want nothing to uh, yeah. come through your back window. Like the things you put in your bed are very dangerous. If you ever get in an accident with something in your bed, it's, it can potentially come through your glass, come into the cab, which is not good. Yeah, so you got to put a snowblower or an assault spreader is back there, and then somehow. God forbid it comes loose and you hit a pile of snow and that thing comes slamming into the cab. It might total your truck, but if you got a headache racket or someone sitting in the back seat and that spreader comes sliding forward, which is, it's not likely, but anything's possible. That thing comes sliding forward and hit someone in the back of the head. You know, that ain't good. So. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at their, um, looks like they're out of Washington. Um, Pacific American, time, obviously. American made. Yeah, so I'm looking at right now, 100%. Yeah, free shipping on orders over 199 bucks. That would be something to really get a hold of them, man, and maybe, maybe you know, tell them, you know, what you're using your truck for. And obviously, um, I even think, what does Workplay have? He's got one on there, doesn't he? I don't a, know. A back rack, maybe, but I don't think he's got a spot. On one of, I think on one of his trucks, he has one. I oh, think, on, I don't know uh, if he... He has one on something he's got. I think he's got one on his like older Super Duty that he does some work with, but I don't know if he has one on his new platform. Yeah, would you? What do you think? Would you get one? I like that you can get different finishes on them, which I mean, they it's very interesting. More, it's controversial because like it's very work truckish. Mm-hmm. It really Where it's is. Like, but see, it, I like yeah. how they have the cutout, though, for the slider window. So you're not looking at the honeycomb the whole time. Yeah. You had to, I mean, not that you're going to put something through the window, but I mean, it's got a spot for the LED third brake light. So you can see it. I mean, I wouldn't really get spider web. I'm not really into deer. All that's really I left like, is. I don't, I don't mind their spider one. Angled the deer, I like the cool. deer one, but it's, I like the deer one, but I think it would be like, who is that guy driving that truck with like deer? Combo price. And there's a guy, there's a guy shooting the deer, like yeah, but no, <laughs> I ain't into that. Made, made in America. You won't find any mass-produced import junk here. Each and every one of our headache racks is built to order and handcrafted right here in the USA. That's all yeah, I'm I like talking that. about, man. 
I probably would get the honey. I probably would go with the honeycomb. What are you guys rocking? You guys rocking that stuff? Yeah, they got some. There's some companies that make some cheap made in China ones, like back rack. I think they call it. I don't know if it's made in China. Don't quote me. It might not be made in China, but I don't know if it is or not. It's a very simple design, which ain't bad. But this truck that I have, you know, silver with the with a stainless steel colored or I don't know if it's stainless steel or painted silver, but that will look really good on this truck. Granted, if it starts rusting, oh, not cool. If the, if the Remember paint we were starts... just talking about that, about getting undercoated? Or at least, not rust-proofing, but I mean, I think you should at least get it sprayed. What is it? Is it oily? Is it like... Not at all. And I remember when I first was talking about it, when I did my release video, guys were blowing me up up in the comments oh you shouldn't have undercoated it you gotta watch south main auto's video it's yeah, destroying yeah, yeah. i'm like Ugh. like if you I saw, this, I saw his video i saw south main auto if you guys video. see um i went to a place called zbart um they did a fantastic job um and i i think when i got underneath it it was more than what I expected. Uh, they did a, a really, really nice job with with going up, um, just up around the frame and got everything. I just like, man, I didn't think these guys were actually going to be going all out as as much as they did. Um, I did not get the rust proofing, so they didn't, you know, go into the bottom of my doors. My buddy Mark, who drove it from Ohio, uh, who had me turn on his OCR. If you guys remember that OCR 2020 video, he had that stuff um, uh, installed in his truck, and you could see it, you know, in the doors and you know, in the tailgate and, and whatnot. But um, they did. It's 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 like a really really nice rubberized, not rubberized. I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's like a rubberized ugrin coating, but it's not rubber. It's not tacky. It's how do I describe it? It's like tar almost now that it's dried. And it, I mean, I kind of dig the smell. It was kind of cool for, you know, the few months I could smell it, but, uh, um, you know, it's not attracting dirt and sand. Cause I've seen some, you ever seen them trucks with like the fluid film and it's just all greased over just, oh man. Well, I'm sure you've worked on those trucks. Uh, just, there's one customer that had it, um, but uh, I don't get too many of them with that. I do. I've done fluid film the last few years, but I never really uh, un- undercoated the whole vehicle or nothing. I just went in like the areas you could see and kind of de- done it right before. But it gets washed off, in my opinion. Like as soon as you power use the vehicle, you, I mean, you got to power wash the vehicle still. So it does get washed off when you power wash it. You're still going to wash it, right? Right. You can't just you can't just fluid film it and you don't once it gets all grimy and salty you have to like you can't assume that that stuff's still there it might be but but for me it's like I'm gonna still spray it off I gotta spray that stuff off so it always ends up getting washed off um but you know it's messy I like messy. the Z Bart I like the idea of Z Bart just because it keeps everything looking black. Mm-hmm. Now is the is the vehicle going to rust out? Probably not in my time with it, because 
I've got a I've got a 19. I've been plowing with it and salting with it. It's not rusting. If we didn't live in the rust belt, then I guess that's my reason for justifying why I'm getting it. My Tahoe, I've never rust proofed. It's never been fluid filmed. I don't drive it in the winter. Uh, it's not rusting underneath. My daily driver, something that's going to be right up in the salt, right up in the muck. I think it would be advantageous for me to do such a thing with the trucks I see come in and being a, a few years old and the corrosion and the accelerated wear that I see them because these aren't pavement queens that I, I am working on. They're being worked. They are work trucks. And I mean, it's, it's just clapped out. So, I mean, I just spent some good coin on this truck. He just spent some good coin on this truck. And I mean, for 350 bucks, I think it is well worth the protection of my investment. And, um, you know, f for one, the, the, when I sell the truck, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll get another one. It's going to be G. Dude's going to be like, oh, man, thanks for undercoating, man. Things not even rusted. Yeah, I know. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to do it, do it with a truck right from the rip. Don't do it to a truck that's been on the road for the last 11 years and looks like a POS and then think that you're going to go undercoat it and everything's just gonna, everything's just gonna well, be. That's not that's how it a works. that's a good chance. Of, that's a good chance. That's what happened with that South Main Auto video, where you have these old vehicles. They're like really does, old vehicles, and what happens is they probably yeah. undercoated it with some kind of an undercoating to cover up a issue, so they could sell the vehicle, and then it turns into do not undercoat your vehicle. I know. Ever and maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's just. And like Someone. I remember in the video, he was flaking it away, and I'm like, "There, there's, dude, there's no way, bro. Yeah, there's no, no way. There's no way." So any, the dealers, these dealerships, when they get these trade-ins, they're covered in rust, and then they do that to them so they could sell them, and they look good when they're sitting on a lot. So I don't know if the just, dealers would do that. I mean, I could see oh, somebody. Oh, hundred, not not like a big Ford dealer, but these uh, B lots. A hundred percent. They they spray the frames to make them look black. Yeah, I could see they that. Just, I mean, I, dude, when I was looking uh, for Old Green when I was shopping, mm -hmm. first of all, they did it to Old Green. So I definitely... Oh, oh, the whole bottom half of the truck was like rubberized. Like Oh, door. I just thought of something because I looked at your Insta cluster. I thought, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Today, I had my exhaust break on. Uh -huh. Shut it off, went into a store, came back out. My exhaust break was still on. Yeah. Dude, it's never done that. And I was just talking to you about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, my, you know, I shut my truck off and it's still on. Is your guys' exhaust brake staying on after you shut the key off and you go and then come back and it's on still? Every time I've done it, the thing shuts off and I have to hit the button again. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just. Maybe it's learning. Sorry, you can proceed now. Oh, what was I saying? Uh, about the undercoat and. Yeah, I think with South Main, it was, oh, Old Green was like that. Like, they undercoated the doors. Like, I should have never bought it because they sprayed Old Green's, my old green F-150. They had, like, 220,000 miles. But they sprayed the doors, the outside of the doors, with, like, rubberized The uh, outside paint. of the doors? 
yeah, the outside lower quarters of the doors were all sprayed with this rubberized black coating, undercoating. It was almost like maybe bed liner, like a real, real, very, very cheap, cheap, cheap bed liner. Cheap, Not even cheap, a decent cheap, enough bed liner, cheap, but cheap. after having a truck for like six, seven months, the rust started continuing underneath the paint and it was like rotting underneath that coating. So, you know, you go to these used car lots and just look around. They're covering up. A lot of them are covering up rust with black paint. They'll paint that. They'll paint the bottom half of the of the, of the panels black, or they'll paint the frame black. They'll cover it up. Yeah. Black paint. I've seen it. Huh? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's a, a big lot of Ford shape. dealer, probably not. But yeah, yeah. I can't see. See, like them. the big Ford, a big Ford dealer that sells used vehicles. When they get those vehicles. They just try to get rid of them. A lot of times they just try to get rid of them. Take them to the auction or something. They'll auction them, but if a lot of times they'll listen for really cheap too. They'll listen for like 900 bucks, but they'll trade that vehicle in for like $500. So they just get rid of it. You know, I mean like your 230,000 miles small passenger car, you know, they're just going to flip the car. They're not going to try to, make a ton extra money whereas they make a lot of money on their uh trade-ins their other trade-ins like a you bring a thirty thousand mile pickup in they're gonna give you like 12 grand and try to turn around and sell it for 18 so this this used truck market right now is hot i mean like popping scooping them up yeah like i mean my my buddy at work was looking at uh at trucks and like i couldn't believe the prices that they're asking for these things like dude my my exhaust filter just said full what do you mean it just it just became full what's it say it says exhaust filter full no shit and then what's what's it say to do nothing it doesn't say shall pull over yeah pull over see what it says like go pull over to uh, I don't know if we're, I don't know where you are, but like go find like a parking lot or something. I'm on the west side of Detroit. Hell yeah! I'm in the slums. I'm in a rough neighborhood, guys. There's leaves. So I started region. There's a pile of dry leaves. Hell yeah! Let's, okay, now you put that thing in park. And what's it gonna tell you? It's not saying anything. It just says, <gasps> "Oh, it says press and hold, okay to yeah. clean." Yeah, do it. Right here. Yeah, just do it. You can you can abort it and. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so exhaust. What side is the exhaust on? Back right. Okay, so there's nothing Reach over there. In. Okay, exhaust in a safe. Uh, exhaust position safe, relatively uh, safe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Present home. Yeah. I don't really know if it's safe or not. <gasps> there it goes. Oh. It's doing. It's uh. Yeah, it's safe. I'm looking right in the mirror. It's safe. Nothing oh, yeah. there. Ain't nothing there. So we're at about 1500 RPM. Fan's gonna come on. Cleaning exhaust. No kidding. He's doing his first OCR, boys. Freaking a right, bud. So what I've read is it's better to clean your exhaust this way because it. It's very steady. It keeps the engine speed very steady. Mm. And it burns off everything very consistently versus driving where it's up and down, up and down, up and I, down. Or you might stop 
and it has to start to cycle over. So I will second that because I have a lot of good success getting the filter all the way to zero every time doing a static regen, which is what you're doing right now. And, and, and comparing to a dynamic regen, which is where you go and drive the truck, um, you know, it may take a couple of times for that to actually. So you're talking about when clean. you're, when you're actually measuring the filter, not just a cluster, but just say you have IDS. Or yeah. VR. Yeah. If I'm doing IDS and I'm doing an. So know, when I run it, regen. if I run it and it, and it doesn't get all the way clean, will it just say zero on the dash? Just to uh, say eventually, that. Eventually, eventually. But right now it's going to, it's going to. So far, so far it's been able to get back down to zero, just even for a dynamic region. But I guess like later in the vehicle's life, it won't get to zero from a dynamic reason, region if the filter's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can see that. That the, the I don't want to say it loses its, its efficiency over time. I mean, it kind of does because, I mean, you clean it out, it gets fuller, clean it out, it gets fuller, and it, and it winds up. I mean, it, it still cleans it out, but. That boy loud. Yeah. Fan just blaring. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just double checking to make sure there's nothing under here. Yeah, go, go walk out there. Your, your phone's still connected. Go walk around the truck. Make sure everything's clear. Oh, yeah. yeah. How cool is this? My phone's connected. Can you guys can see me? Oh yeah, that looks awesome. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, this is pretty sweet. Pretty uh, awesome. pretty, cool, pretty cool setup. Man. Live with DS Trucks doing a live regen here on the podcast. What perfect time to clean your DPF and make sure that your filter capacity is where it needs to be. Remember, come and see your dealer or make the trek out to the D. To see PTT, and I will turn your OCR on and get you rolling just like this guy. DS Trucks, flipping it around. Look at that. Look at this truck. Yeah, this is the first uh, operator region. Operator command region. I can call? smell it. I can smell it right now. Dude, I can smell it too. I can smell it. That's freaking huh. awesome. That's freaking awesome. We need to take that that competitor's license plate frame off and get you the right license plate frame on there. What do you think about the truck, everybody who's watching? Pretty uh, pretty cool, huh? Tell us who who else is rocking a four fifty. What color you guys got? He's rocking that iconic silver, which is pretty sweet. I do like that star white. That star white's pretty bad. So one thing, it's not telling me the percentage. Um, like how it does when you're driving. It's like it starts going down. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Go to the display. Can you um, go show us the cluster? Can you like cycle through um, maintenance monitor? Let's, let's check this out. 
cleaning exhaust filter. Okay, well, can you go down to the next bubble? Oh, oh it stopped. Okay, go back to it. It stopped when I did that. Okay, go back to the exhaust filter. It there still sets full. Yeah. Safe position. And then pick back up. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I guess you can't even leave the screen then. That's that's weird. That nineteen ambulance, um, it, it actually uh it let you back out and I remember it was displaying fifty five when I when I was doing it. So yeah, one of the things is uh this truck for me is a lot more expensive to idle to stay warm. I'm coming out of a three five EcoBoost and I also I essentially could take my two seven, my wife's two seven EcoBoost whenever I needed to. And I would do all my business in my truck, but I could stay warm and it wasn't a big deal to idle the truck. Whereas when I now I'm in that I'm in this truck, I don't want to say it's too expensive, but I know how much it's costing. Not that I can't afford it, but just in the yeah. back of your head, you know you're idling a 6.7 diesel and your MPG starts going down to like the 10 mile per gallon range. <laughs> and you're like, that's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Just to I like burn that, that kind of fuel. I like that center stack. So, you know, maybe when I'm like just idling just to stay warm and, I'm, and I can go ahead and do a region at that time if it needs it. Only downside is you have to wait until it needs it. Mm -hmm. So how often am I just going to be like driving <coughs> driving along and just need to do a regen? How much since I filled your DEF up has did, it gone down? Did you, you fill it? Yeah, remember when you were here and I filled it? Oh, I remember you gave me some. Didn't I fill it too? Or no? I don't I don't know. Maybe I just gave you cases. I think it was still, you gave oh, me cases, you know, but it was. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of Nathan's truck. I'm thinking of the. Uh, the I can't. Um, I can't. I can't show you because it's not gonna let. Yeah, me. yeah. I have to wait till after. But it's it, gonna it, kick me out. It used a little bit. It used a. It's not a half yet. It's probably a quarter. These people in these neighborhoods probably like, like what time is it right now? Almost eleven o'clock, <clears throat> and they're like, "What is this guy doing?" Oh man, and he's running the engine. Yeah, he's just he's revving the engine up. Yeah, that's kind of weird. You could go drive and go back and just see like what it's what 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 the filter percent is at. See if it starts. Yeah, let's do that. Let's see if uh so what do you think? Okay, so it's better to do the operator command, but what if you're on the highway and you're at about 2000 RPM? Essentially be doing the same thing. Right, so 2,000 RPM ain't bad. No. So maybe we should do that. You know, we could jump. We could jump there and see here. Let me hook this back up. Roger that Echo One. Now this is a little complicated. I wish I had something to munch on. I'm kind. I'm kind of hungry. We only been on here for a minute. You hungry already? Yeah, we ate dinner at like five o'clock. That was a while ago. Oh, yeah. I like my bubbly. Do you guys like bubbly? I, I had a little, uh, I had a little issue. LaCroix. I had a little issue with bubbly. What? So, I've been, uh, 
I've been okay. So that whole time, it's got down to ninety five percent. Oh wow! So I wonder how long that would take. Probably a good thirty five minutes, forty minutes. So now it should automatically be going down and continuing to clean. Yeah, I mean it's gonna once you get into the conditions for it to start regen, it'll probably say clean an exhaust filter. So last time it did it, it didn't say that. It just started like going down. Did it? You could you could tell something was going on. I could tell, man. You could hear. I, I mean, uh, you could smell that smell. <laughs> oh, that smell! I don't remember if it said it. Um, but no, I do. I was getting like this hungover feeling, and I was drinking way too many bubblies. And I just—they don't hydrate like water. I love my you know bubblies. What I, mean? I love my bubblies, but I got to make sure I drink enough water as well. Like my lime. Like my I lemon. Kinda, yeah, I, I kind of slipped on my water intake, but I'm still, you know, just trying to just trying to do it in moderation. Hopefully the camera's not too bumpy. Uh, it is a little bit. I'll be all right. When, when you're when you're stopped, it looks pretty G. It's a four fifty. It is what it is. Ride can be a little rough. I don't even care. I love my my three fifty. I actually met uh, a customer. You got a you got a three fifty. I know that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said two fifty. No, I actually uh, I met a customer at work that has a 19 version of my truck, blue jean, my wheels, and has no Michelins, and has BFGs. And I'll tell you what, they looked pretty badass. They did not stick out. I think with my mud flaps, um, I wouldn't have to be worried about, you know, like rocks getting kicked up. Um, same tire on a 16 Super Duty I was just doing maintenance on. And that customer said he's gotten 50,000 miles on the set he's got on there. I'm strongly, strongly thinking about getting the BFGs. However, I've, I've, I've had them. However, I don't know if it's going to increase my ride height because right now I can fit it in here, but I'm talking those back antennas on the back of the cab, I'm talking boop. So I don't have boop to work with. So I don't know if those BFGs are going to put me over the threshold, but definitely looks sweet. I can't imagine they're cheap. He said he got a warranty with them, so if he, you know, like yeah, they're 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 a little bit Ooh. on the more expensive side, a little bit. But you can also get um definitely a sweet tire. You can also get like the uh, a good tire is those Falcon Wild Peak tires are are really good. They hook up real good, probably better than those uh, BFGs. I don't know why my Michelins are feathering so bad. They are, oh my gosh, it drives me crazy. Every day I look at my tires because I can't stand them rocks getting in them. Um, and uh, my boy Anthony in Chicago, I know he's always he's always uh, 
uh, bitching about his his Michelin's on his 19. But anyway, it 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 drives me crazy because I can see the feathering. I don't even have to touch it. I can see it. And I mean, I have not checked the alignment since I've gotten it, which I mean, I guess I probably should, but it doesn't pull. I don't, I don't have any weird steering things going on. It's just these tires are just wearing, like, I don't drive like a maniac. Like there's no way that they should be feathering like this. So that's, that's weird. I've gotten so, I've had so much success from my continentals that came stock from my, 250 but it could yeah. be related to how much torque these engines have i was just going to say that i know that it could be that just i'm eating them up the torque and the um the weight because i know when like i'm turning a corner like if i'm stopped and i go to accelerate you know through a, you know a 90 degree turn turn a corner like you can hear like you've got the window down you're not going fast there's not a lot of wind noise you can hear like the tires like ripping right off the pavement like it's here it hears you hear and it almost feels like it's tacky so i mean i i can't say that would not make the tires feather i know those continentals are the continentals and uh, the Continentals are on your 250 compared to my Michelin's i feel the Michelin's are more softer than your maybe, maybe. You think? I've had excellent wear, and, but like I got twelve thousand miles on that truck, and uh, I could pro- I probably should put new tires on it. Now that's all been every. It's pretty much been all working miles, and they're still good. But for me, working the truck the way I am, it's probably better for me to have more traction. Cause I'm going to get in the icy situation or a deep snow yeah. situation. And like, they're not specifically great for those things, but when you have the weight on the truck and all that, they seem to work good in my opinion. I think you know? for your first maintenance, you should come and see me. And I think what we should do, not only incorporate, you know, the greasing of our front axle shafts, but, rotating flopping from side to side your front steer tires yeah that's what i think we should we should do yeah that's a good idea for sure and i know i had to beat my tires off i don't know if you guys had to beat beat your tires off and i rotated my tires down at rich riches at limitless auto works in pa um where i did my first maintenance we had to beat the tires off because they were just oxidized around the the hub and it had 4600 miles 4200 miles 46 i don't know around there um so that may be same same way with my 19 yeah so it may be worthwhile of making just like a kind of like a maintenance little quick video um showing you guys to you know get the tire off eventually however you got to get it off you know not everybody's going to have a sludge hammer um, like a big dead blow rubber mallet, not sludge hammer. Um, but to how to clean the the hub of the rotor off or the hub uh, of, you know, whatever the wheel on your truck's going to mount to. Um, and then actually coming around the inside of the wheel, the inside diameter of the wheel, um, and clean that up either with like a Scotch Brite or one of those little roll lock discs or, I mean, 
From what I can tell, it looks like it's a issue with dissimilar metals right on oh, the hub centric. Most definitely. Uh, part because these are hub centric, so the 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 center hole on the wheel has a machine finish that meshes perfectly with the hub to carry the load. So all the loads not necessarily just on the lug nuts. What do we got going on up here? I see some party lights. Cops. What they we were got? They're just. They're uh. What are they doing? Bad boys. Bad boys. It looks like someone's getting arrested. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it's a matter of the hub centric, the dissimilar metals, and then that aluminum expands once it corrodes a little bit. It tightens up on the hub. So. For me, the way I did it. Is you know I tried to hit it whatever with with a with a sledgehammer, but I didn't want to go crazy with that. You know, it's not something I want to hit really really hard. I don't want to hit my tires really hard on the sidewalls. So I had a little uh, what was it like a five five pound hammer I think, and I just kind of hit it lightly, not too crazy. I don't want to miss and hit the rim and crack the rim or mm-hmm. uh, mess up the tire, the bands or whatever, have things fill off balance or have a blowout down the road because I've been smacking this tire as hard as I could. So I just, you know, what I ended up doing is I've got a piece of wood, like a two by four, and I put it underneath the tire, but only on like the edge. But I had the lug nuts on the truck loosely, not tight, just so that they had no clamping force, but enough so that uh, the tire wasn't flying off. Yeah, they won't fly off and the truck falls on the ground. I just jacked up the truck and just let it down quick as I could with the jack now obviously be careful don't go down too fast somebody's probably gonna go like all the way down my jack doesn't go down that fast anyway so uh, I let it down and the wheel was kind of like the two by four was uh underneath the tire but it was on the uh, like not all the way under the tire like less than halfway so like the full so the tire didn't catch the ground the two by four it kind of like would tilt it or tweak it if that makes any sense yeah i see i can visualize that and i lowered it and it kind of caused the tire to want to um be at an angle if that makes any sense and it was it loosened all four or seized up and i just went and went around the truck and did that and it it, it loosened them all up for me hmm. interesting interesting <laughs> i mean at least you get them off and and you're trying to be as safe as possible because i know i've seen some uh like you know how you see them clips on instagram and some people be doing some, ooh, some, well, I've seen some questionable yeah i've seen some crazy pictures where people are like uh putting uh jack stands on cinder blocks and then on top of a like five gallon bucket and working on the car i don't think those people should be working on cars yikes yeah. Unbelievable, but yeah, that. So I think it's a matter of using some kind of like anti seize. Now it's kind of tough to even talk about this because it's like, what does the manual say? You know what I mean? Like, what official? What is the official Ford language on this? I, I don't know what the what what it is, but it seems like there should be some kind of uh, anti seize or grease just on the hub part of the tire, not the full face, because I think you still want friction where the tire meets the rotor. You still want static friction at that location. Where the wheel meets the rotor. 
yeah, where the face of the the face of the uh, rim touches the rotor, you don't want that to be lubricated. You want just the hub centric part where uh, the wheel, the hub touches the 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 rim, the hub centric part, just the center part, to just have a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, grease or anti seize or something like that to prevent it from seizing up. And would that even work? I don't even know. Maybe that won't even work. It might, oh, it might not. Where are we pulling but into? I don't know. This is a uh, Asian corn beef. It's a rough parking lot. Look like it's rough. Can you tell? Yeah. Like I said, man, we in Detroit. Did you get your tire care? No, I didn't. Don't be picking up any nails. Did anybody else in the purchase of their new truck, did you guys get wheel and tire care? I messed up. And of all people, I thought you could add wheel and tire care. And apparently you could not. It has to be purchased when you buy the vehicle. Um, So I was kind of... But I don't like the Michelins anyway. So Exactly. So you don't want to have it. It is you, what it is. Because it, it locks you into your tires. Like, what do you want new tires? Yeah, I'd, be, I'd have to get that tire. So, yeah, it's not, uh, eh, to me. Whatever. I'd, I mean. To me, if I, get a, if I get something in my tire, I'm not going right to the dealer. So it's, I, I'll probably, I'd rather, I'd rather have the option to go anywhere to get it fixed. Versus going to a dealer, I bet they can't even fix 19.5 commercial tires at my at every dealer. Yeah. The, the mounting is, is different. Yeah, big boy machine. Yeah, I used to mount these tires by hand when I was uh, like 22, 23. I used to mount commercial tires by hand. Dang. And uh, you have to know your stuff. You can't just go anywhere. You got to go to a commercial tire place. Don't want to and, be scratching uh, up that rim. And a lot the of repair, the repairs, the repairs are different. They don't condone plugging these tires. Yeah. You gotta, uh, they run too much PSI or the, the way it's designed or for whatever reason, you don't really plug these tires. You you can plug them from the inside out with the donkey, with the donkey dick. You should do a video on how to fill those tires up in that little uh, placard that's on the door jam. And it tells you it, it tells you how many how many feet does it tell you to t- stay away? Something crazy. Yeah, there's I don't actually know. A, I've never seen it before. There's a sticker. Um, I think I took a picture of it. I'll I'll try to put it up right now. Is it just my truck because of commercial tires? It, it, it's not like your truck either. No, uh, it is for four fifty, um, and it was on the driver's door jam uh, on the scuff plate, like where. It would say super yeah. heavy, like on mine. It tells you to stay like twelve feet away. Yeah, what's like, funny, no way. dude? I never followed those rules. Like when I was working on the commercial tires, Neither. I wasn't trained. I wasn't trained in those rules, and I used to just do tires all day. So one time, a boulder got lodged between a semi truck tractor trailer's tire, and it got stuck in there. And both these big uh, twenty-two point, I think, what is it, twenty-two point five uh, inch rim tire like the big fuck the big boy tires oh yeah uh, there was a boulder lodge in between and they're like well let's let the air out let's get the boulder out and then let's fill the tires back up and get back on the road 
and that's what we did. But there, the inside tire from the boulder being stuck in there was compromised, and we didn't know, but we were just trying to like get back on the road. So I'm filling this tire up. I'm I'm like crouched down. You go. You got to reach in there and plug in the chuck and get mm-hmm. it up to 120. And or was it? I, I forget if it was 120 or like a one or like 110. Something crazy. And I'm filling it up, and all of a sudden this tire explodes right in my face. What? No way. Man, when I tell you I got knocked out, but <sighs> just from the shock, and I I woke up laying on my back in the same position that I was in when I was filling up the tire. No way. I, I rolled onto my back and was blacked out, totally blacked out. And then I like, I like was still <laughs> like, my body was still crouched. Like my legs are still in the crouch position, but I was laying on my back. I'm holding the air chuck still into the tire. That happened to like my the, boy at work too. But, but I'm laying on my back though. And I'm just like, what happened? And my whole body, my whole body felt like it got hit with a shockwave. Like my, oh, my yeah. skin, my skin was tingling. My whole body, the skin of my whole body was tingling like I got hit with a bomb, like yeah, a shockwave. Damn right. But I was, but I was fine. Like I don't know. But there was times where those tires would explode. Like one time we were putting air in one, and the safety measures we had, like I think, uh, like OSHA would want you to put the tire in a cage, like a safety cage, oh, so if it blows up. It gets caught in a cage. No, we use another rim. Like you would put a rim on the ground and then you would put the tire up on the rim. So if the tire explodes, the tire won't move because it's on the rim. So it's mm-hmm. far it's far enough from uh, the ground. It will move a little, but it's not like if it was on the ground, it might like fly in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. So one time yeah. when the tires blew, like we were filling it up and we would like, we would put it, I think we knew to get away from the tire, but we would put the thing, the air chuck on it and it would stay on it. And then you walk away a little bit. Uh-uh. <laughs> one time, one of them blew up uh-uh. and it was, so, it was so loud and it was so big that it knocked all the dead birds from the top of the rafters of the, of the shop. And the, shop <laughs> the shop was huge. The shop was like your Bill Brown shop, but the ceiling was a little bit higher. So yeah. Funny. It knocked a bunch of dead birds from the top rafters. I'm like, like it was insane, dude. Like working there, doing those uh, nine, those 22.5. Now a 19.5 would might be like hard for me to change. And then it's got the aluminum wheels, which would be hard as well, not the damage. Yeah, you'd be screwing but I, things up. I did those boys by hand, like all hand tools, no Man. machine, like no, 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 no. It was all. 10 pound sledge but I, I knew i knew i knew the techniques and not mess up aluminum wheels because there were like uh some uh semis had the aluminum steers working for your money work work working for your money oh he Man, just that ran that just, light that dude just blew a red light he just blew it like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't even there i yeah, got man. you on camera working for your money is right because i used to get 12 bucks an hour for that it was, it was pretty Mm-mm. i'm like I remember asking for a raise, and the guy's mm-hmm. like, "No, nah, man, you can't mm-hmm. get my raise." No, nah, man, no. Nah. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm doing semi truck tires by hand. Big, big. He- the boys were so heavy, you couldn't even pick them up. You had to like roll them over. Roll them over. Stuff was tough, man. I wonder what Mr. Matt's doing. He, uh, he had some 
some plans this evening. I think um, I think I'm going to start dipping into the the list I have of gentlemen who are in queue. Uh, who want to get on the podcast and talk about their trucks uh, with uh, DS, myself, Matt, and we're going to have, you know, kind of like a little party, little shindig, a uh, social distancing Zoom podcast here for the channel. And I'd love to get you guys on. Uh, make sure to uh, drop uh, me an email. I'll put that up right now. I'll put a link to DS Trucks. You guys can reach out to him and uh, find out uh, what he's doing to his 450 and keep up to date with his Facebook and Instagram. Um, any questions for the either of us? Again, make sure to visit the comment section. I think... Uh, Matt would be pleased. Myself, DS Trucks. Anything to add for tonight? Podcast number two. I think it'd be cool to get uh, Tyson from Workplay on here. I think Workplay is going to be coming very soon from the Great White North. Freaking A rights, bud. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for watching. Make sure to tune in next time for podcast number three, the Power Stroke Tech Talk with A-Rod.